And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk, Word the Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. For the New York Jets and their first-year general manager, Joe Douglas, it's been quite the offseason, both in free agency and the NFL draft. And while last time I covered the undrafted free agent signings, it's important to note that this offseason is far from over, and there are still some valuable pieces on the free agent market. Now, the Jets are limited with cap space between 15 to $18 million, and even though more cuts could be coming, it is clear they have some cap room and some wiggle room to find some missing pieces to fill out the roster. So let's look at the top five remaining free agent targets that the Jets should be looking at. Number five, Paul Richardson. Now, Richardson did miss time in Washington with an injury, but he's a home run hitter. And if you've noticed the Jets offseason, they are looking for playmaking wide receivers who can stretch the field. And while Richardson has had trouble with injury, he could come at a low price for the New York Jets and be a valuable backup. And considering that Quincy Inouye and Bellamy are both out on the pup list for next season, the Jets could use some vital wide receiver depth. And with Richardson, he could be a valuable three or four wide receiver on this Jets depth chart. And I do think that if he can stay healthy, he could be a very nice player in the system. But given his injury history, the Jets can probably buy low. It is a low-risk, high-reward signing and one that won't cost them an arm and a leg to get. And more importantly, it will help them fill out a position that they desperately need depth at. At number four, I have Marcus Golden, the edge rusher for the Giants. Now, this is an interesting situation because the Giants have tendered him, so the New York Jets would have to pay more than $5.225 million in order to acquire his services. But here's the key. They won't have to give up a draft pick. This could be a smart way for the Jets to not break the bank on an edge rusher, but find someone that is still 29 years old and still productive. Now, Golden has had some injury history, but when he is healthy and the two full season he has played, he has had more than double-digit sacks in those seasons. So this is a low-risk, high-reward signing to get a valuable pass rusher. And when you look at last season... The Giants' secondary was terrible. I think the Jets have a better secondary. So if Golden can come off that edge, he might be even more productive in that Jets defense, especially with Greg Williams moving him around. It's a valuable piece and could get the Jets a coveted pass rusher that they have desperately needed at an affordable price. At number three, I have Larry Warford, the offensive guard. And look, we've noticed this whole offseason, it's been about building the offensive line. Joe Douglas loves offensive linemen, and how often do you get one of the best guards in the NFL in his prime on the free agent market? The Saints just come because of cap problems. The Jets, if they could bring him in, he would elevate this offensive line. He's been to three consecutive Pro Bowls. He's 29 years old. He's been highly durable throughout his career, and all of a sudden, this Jets offensive line, which looks better could all of a sudden be a sneaky group to be one of the better offensive lines or a top 10 unit in football next year after being the 32nd ranked unit the year before. Look, I get it. He might be a little bit expensive, and the Jets have spent a lot of capital on the offensive line. But they've also gotten a lot of guys who they're hoping will compete and earn a starting job. If you bring in Warford, he's going to be your starting guard. And all of a sudden, you get Mekhi Becton, you get McGovern, and then you put in Warford. This offensive line is starting to look like something special, and it's not often that you get a three-time consecutive Pro Bowler in the prime of his career, one of the best at his position this late in the free agency market. 
And I think it will be something very hard for Joe Douglas to overlook. And this could be a sneaky signing for them, especially for a team that has made it known that this offseason, the entire project has been the offensive line. At number two, Jadavian Clowney, edge rusher. Now, I don't think it's a secret that Jet fans would love to see Jadavian Clowney, but the issue is going to be the cap number. If the Jets can get him for a one-year deal for around 12 to $13 million and keep him under the cap, I could see them doing that. However, Clowney has said he wants to deal closer to $20 million per year. It could get to the point where he might just want to sign a prove-it one-year contract, and if that's the case, the Jets could be right there for him. He could be a great dominant force off the edge. I don't see the Jets, given his three-sack production last year, giving him a long-term deal, but I do think they would give him the opportunity to come into the building if the price is right for a one-year contract, and if he performs, they'll be willing to break the bank for him. But the question will be, can Clowney get a deal from another team? I don't see him getting a long-term deal from anyone, especially given how long this process has lasted with him. So the longer it lasts, the better it is for the Jets. And if that number comes down, don't be surprised if the Jets try to bring him in to fill a desperate need as an edge rusher. I do think Marcus Golden could be more feasible just because of the price point. But if things break right, don't be surprised if the Jets try to go after Clowney, especially if his price comes down. And number one, Logan Ryan, the cornerback. Look, Ryan is highly productive, and this one has been rumored for weeks now with the Jets trying to create cap space. He's still young in the prime of his career, and he was productive last year. Four interceptions, a career-high 18 passes defense, forced four fumbles, 113 tackles. He's coming off the best year of his career, and look, do I think he's one of the premier dominant corners in this league? No, but do I think he is a great veteran and a player who you know you can rely on week in and week out? Absolutely. And given this team, they need help at cornerback. And this is the signing of all these players I think will most likely get done because this has been rumored for weeks. There's been negotiations for weeks. I will not be surprised if he is on the Jets roster for training camp because, look, I understand that they got some good value at cornerback and later in the draft, but they still need great corners, especially in a defense where Greg Williams wants to blitz. He wants his corners one-on-one with receivers, and you can only do that when you have reliable corners like Ryan. So I will not be shocked if Ryan is on the roster of all these players. I think he's the most likely, and I do think the Jets will bring him in because it just makes too much sense. Highly productive. I think you can get him at a decent cap number. You're still going to have to pay him some good money. But compared to what you had to pay for Tremaine Johnson, I think that this will be a solid deal. You know what you're getting. You know he's highly productive. He's a smart player, and he will make an impact on this defense. He might not be a dominant player on this defense, but you know what you are getting out of him week in and week out. And really, that's what you want out of a reliable defensive player. And that's our episode. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our latest New York Jets content. And check out the rest of the channel to see all of our content on the New York Jets, including draft recaps and my rankings of the Jets' top five undrafted free agent signings. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.